gathered that the balance of acidic tomatoes, hot chilies, and sugar seemed to echo the flavor of spicy noodle dishes in western China. When I drizzled olive oil and vinegar over my salads, I noticed the effect was similar to the sesame oil and black vinegar in the cold salads of China's north. In the mushrooms, aged meats, and prodigious Parmigiano-Reggiano cheese grated over pastas, I saw the Italian affinity for a flavor called umami that the Chinese highly prize. As I ate the dishes, I realized that the two cuisines also had common philosophies. They were both essentially humble and rustic, elevating the essence of ingredients over fancy preparations, and both were best home-cooked. With all the parallels and similarities lingering in my head, I found myself thinking about the familiar story of how Marco Polo brought noodles from China to Italy. Even the Chinese knew the tale, but they liked to tell it with embellishment. Marco Polo also tried meat-filled buns in China, which he attempted to recreate when he returned home. But he couldn't remember how to fold the dough, and Italy ended up with a second-rate mess of a bun called pizza. Both stories are myths. Overwhelming evidence shows that Italians were eating pasta before the birth of the Venetian explorer. Most experts trace the Marco Polo story back to a 1929 issue of the Macaroni Journal, a now-defunct publication of a pasta trade association. The anonymously written article appeared in between advertisements for industrial pasta-making equipment, and it reads like fiction. Marco Polo arrives by boat to a place that sounds more South Pacific than Chinese, and comes across natives drying long strands of pasta. In reality, Chinese wheat noodles are a tradition of the northern hinterlands and are rarely dried before cooking. The story was intended to spur the consumption of pasta, back then a novelty to most Americans. Food historians have since produced an array of conflicting theories about the provenance of noodles. Some credit the ancient Etruscans, suggesting that pictures in caves depict pasta-making. Others attribute the invention to the successors of the Etruscans. Romans flattened sheets of dough called legana, suggesting an early version of lasagna. Or perhaps the first incarnation of noodles appeared with Arab caravan traders, who developed dried ones that were light and easy to transport, predecessors of the instant kind. But then maybe the staple originated in the birthplace of wheat, in the Middle East, and traveled by divergent paths to Italy and China, claims another camp. Still others credit the Uyghurs, a Turkic-speaking minority, who straddle Central Asia and China. The more research I did the more confused I became. It seemed like there were limitless theories about the origin of noodles and how they'd spread. The topic was the subject of endless fascination. Yes, you must find out who invented noodles, friends told me as I related my research, as if it were as easy as establishing who'd invented the telephone. Then I came across a report that seemed to debunk all the theories. Scientists had found a 4,000-year-old noodle in northwestern China confirming the conventional wisdom that the Chinese had invented the staple, adding to an impressive list of Chinese inventions that included gunpowder, paper, the printing press, and the compass. But even that news didn't explain how the dish had traveled so many thousands of miles to Italy. The theories were also intriguing for the wide swath of territory they covered, a region bounded by the 7,000-mile long network of trade routes that connected Europe and Asia, known as the Silk Road. It was as much a concept as it was a physical entity. The Silk Road was a term coined in 1877, long after the demise of the route itself.
by a German explorer and geographer named Baron Ferdinand von Richthofen. Like Marco Polo, the mythical path came with the story. Around the birth of Christ, the Romans were first introduced to an ethereal fabric called silk, which they learned came from a mysterious place called China. The desire for the textile set off one of the first major waves of globalization. Caravans of traders and camels traversed barren deserts, grasslands, and mountains to satisfy the demands of emperors. No single route existed. The Silk Road described a tangle of overland paths that undulated through Central Asia and the Middle East before reaching Italy via the Mediterranean Sea. Marco Polo was just one of many adventurers who traveled along them. But the glory of the Silk Road faded with the rise of maritime trade in the 15th century. Territories once widely traversed fell into isolation.